0: What would it be?
1: And it's a reminder that your thoughts create your reality. So for me, when I see 1111, I think positive thoughts. I'll often see it when I'm thinking maybe something negative. So it's like, watch your thoughts because you are creating your reality with your energy, with your thoughts.
0: If a human could be described as a unicorn crossed with a rainbow, it would be today's guest. I hope I have you intrigued. She makes you happier just being in her presence and the world a far better place with her in it. I'm talking about none other than the dynamo that is Zoe Sheridan. I was super excited about interviewing Zoe because it's not often you get a chance to have her on the other side of the mic being the legendary radio presenter she is. Now, Zoe began her radio career with Triple M Adelaide and has since worked for Sydney, Melbourne, Brizzy and Perth Radio on local and national shows for Today FM, Nova, WSFM and Kiss. She is now, 20 years later, back with Today FM, where you can hear her lovely tones and gorgeous personality in the morning slot. Zoe's also hosted TV shows, including Kids Game Show Challenger, co-hosted Russell Gilbert Live and The Catch-Up. Zoe's talent for radio interviews got her noticed by the MTV crew, and she was offered a job presenting music news and co-hosted shows with David Campbell. Through radio and TV, Zoe has interviewed some big talents, including Katy Perry, Maroon 5, that one would have been interesting, Oasis, even more interesting, Janet Jackson, Mel Gibson, John Legend, Olivia Newton-John, beautiful lady, Kylie Minogue, John Travolta, Russell Crowe, and Robin Williams. What a lineup of people need to be, I need to ask her about those. What Zoe is really passionate about is meditation. And I've been lucky enough to actually experience some of her beautiful sessions. Zoe teaches adults, teens, and children, and recently began teaching teachers how to teach meditation, which she is now turning into a book. Zoe's big news is that she's about to start her very own podcast. You heard it here first, people, and it will be a ripper. So look out for that. I couldn't wait to talk to this divine human. So let's see what fascinating topics Zoe Sheridan has in store for us. Zoe Sheridan, how gorgeous to have you on the other side of the mic. I feel so privileged to sit down and chat to you today. Welcome to the One Question Podcast.
1: Thank you so much. It is my pleasure to be here and I am so excited. I'm so excited to be doing this podcast. It's my first Real podcast, so I'm losing my podcast virginity with you. So be very gentle. (laughs) Enjoy it more than the actual literal virginity losing. (laughs) I
0: find that quite hard to believe, though. Like here you are, you know, this famous radio broadcaster. I just assumed that you would always, you know, have done multiple podcasts before. But um, obviously, it's a slightly different medium. So yeah, that's cool.
1: I did one years ago. I've just remembered, but it was a long time ago. And I'm thinking maybe even eight years ago and it was, I think it was called Ladies' Lounge and I was talking about kids' meditation that I was teaching at the time. So it might have even been longer, it might have been ten years ago. But, yeah.
0: Oh, well, here we are again. Well, that makes me even feel more privileged and slightly more nervous because, uh, you know, you are the broadcasting extraordinaire, but I will do my best. So, Zoe, let's kick in because I know you and I can talk about lots of different things, but I'm super excited to hear what your topic is going to be. If there is one thing that you wish society would talk more about, what would it be?
1: Well, I have chosen signs from the universe or conversations with the universe. And it's not necessarily something I wish we would talk more about. I just feel like it's something fun to talk about that a lot of people might not know about. Because I have conversations with the universe all day, every day, which will probably come out with this podcast when you think about having a conversation like we're speaking the same language, we're both speaking English, so it's quite easy. If you were Italian, which I know you can speak, io parlo molto poco italiano, but not much, which means I can speak very little Italian, you would be going from my energy, from my facial expressions, like when a baby's born, and we have to kind of guess how they're feeling by the way their emotions are, they're crying. The way we speak with the universe, the way we converse with the universe is through our energy. You can literally ask the universe a question. You can say, give me a sign, and you might literally get a sign that says suck it up noodles or something like that. But it's through energy. And when you think about the way we communicate with each other verbally, 85% of the way we communicate is non-verbal. And you know that from the sayings, there are like, could you feel the chill in the room? You could cut the energy or cut the air with a knife. When I first met you, you you had such a warm energy and a sunny personality, things like that, that people say.
0: There's no science behind that, is that? Or oh, I think this is where people have a problem with that term about you know science from the universe or asking the universe, because I'm going to play the, you know, devil's advocate here with you, Zoe. And I'll say in the outset that I believe in that shit as well. Right. And I know there'll be people listening going, Oh God, what is this one that, you know, we're having a bit esoteric for some, but I absolutely believe in this stuff as well, but I'm such a pragmatist and such a practical chick who really kind of goes between that creative side to the big sort of thinking, you know, using both sides of my brain. So I love spiritual stuff, but also very practical. So I've really kind of jostled With that, all my life as well. So, I'd love to kind of dig in a bit more about have you always spoken to the universe and and, um, asked it for things, or is it something you've sort of built over time? And do people kind of ridicule you for
1: it and go, Oh, what a load of hogwash? First of all, just to cover the science side, everything is made of energy. This microphone, the table that the computer's on is energy, but it's just a lot more compacted and dense our thoughts have energy. And, you know, I really liked my daughter who's 22. She studied physics and she was explaining to me that when people die, their energy can't go anywhere. Like it's here, it's around because you can't, energy doesn't die. So that was an interesting thing. So have I always spoken to the universe? In a way, because I would say praying is a form of speaking to the universe. And when I was young, I was brought up like you, Irish Catholic. And my grandma taught me how to pray. I was really close to her. We would say our prayers each night. She'd teach me, you know, the the classic ones, Our Father and Hail Mary, but also talking to God and praying. So I guess that was, in a way, talking to the universe, and I really believed in angels from a young age, which I still do. People might think that's really crazy. So if we speak about my gran, I had an experience I would have been about 25. And my grandpa died suddenly. He was a big fan of sport. And he actually, um, and it was great because I'd been home for Christmas. I was living in Brisbane at the time doing radio there. And I spent a lot of time with him when I was back, which was great. And I actually got out a video camera and asked him questions like, you know where did you and Grandmate? meet? And he said How a dance, and I said did you get our number? And he said we didn't have telephones. You know, it was just really fun. Anyway, he was watching uh, the cricket, and I think it was the New Year's Day Test, and Michael Bevan had to get a four or a six off the last ball, which he did, and we won by one run, and he had a heart attack. It was sad, but it was also a great way for him to die. It was quick and he was so excited and elated about the cricket. Not that long after, I went to Byron Bay for the first time, which is quite a spiritual place as well. And I was skipping back along the beach at night, noticing the moonlight on the water. And I was singing. uh, I'd been to see a band and um, I was singing a song. I thank you for showing me the way. I thank you. Each and every day, I thank you for things that you do. I thank you for always being you, for showing me love, for showing me the way. It's a really good song. Anyway, I felt my grandpa talking to me and it was the first time I'd ever experienced anything like this. And I was like, what have I had too many drinks? What's going on? And He said, I just want to tell you something. And then I was having this conversation and it's hard to describe because it's not like, A voice in your head, it was like a feeling, but a knowing, like it was a a very clear communication. Because I was saying, Are you waiting for Gran? Are you okay? You know? And when I said, Are you okay? He said, Yes, I'm so much lighter. I'm out of pain. And he said, Feel this. And it was like he flew through me and I felt it. And uh, I had this conversation with him about some other things. My auntie passed as well. And I got back to where we were staying. And I felt really sad. And I said, this is the only time this is ever going to happen because it was a one-off for me. And he said, no, 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 you can do this. You can talk to me anytime. You've just got to be in this very high vibrational space. You're very light. I was really happy. I was relaxed, skipping along the beach by myself. And then he said, but there's one thing I want to tell you. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. What do you want to tell me? And he said, just always be yourself, which at the time made sense. Just always be yourself. But Since then, I've always questioned, well, who am I? What am I doing? But that's not where we're going with this conversation. So that was my first experience. And I told my grandma she was really interested in this. She thought this was really cool. So I said to her, when you pass, you have to talk to me as well. So then we fast forward to my grandma passing. Now, I would say to her, what am I going to do when you pass? Because we were so close. I think I was closer to her than anyone. And so she... Uh, passed away the night before my daughter was born. I'd been booked in to have a caesarean because I'm epileptic and I'd had a seizure and they said we don't want to risk it. So I'm packing my bag to go to the hospital and I get the phone call. And so the next day I've got like 11-11. Oh, my God, that's coming into this as well, 11-11. My daughter was born. And I wasn't allowed to travel back to Adelaide for the funeral. I was living in Sydney at the time. And it was just like, I mean, that I don't know if you can say that was a sign from the universe, but it was a kind of synchronicity that I couldn't really be too sad because I had this beautiful baby. Then we're going to fast forward a little bit more, probably about six months. And I was asked to go and work in Adelaide doing radio. And a friend of mine who runs Hay House Australia invited me to go and see Doreen Virtue, who is the lady that did angel cards and also angel numbers, which we're going to talk about. So I go along thinking she's going to talk about how to read angel cards. And she said, there's someone here, there's someone here they have recently passed. Anyway, so she gets my mom to stand up and says things to my mom and then my auntie, because I'd taken them with me just because I thought it would be nice, not because I knew she was going to speak to them. And then she said, is the granddaughter here as well? And I was like, oh, my God. And I stood up and she said, are you still smoking the Siggies or the Fags or something like that, which my grandmother hated me doing. And I knew then without a doubt that it was my grand. And she said, she's always going to be with you and guide you. And when I'm getting emotional, and when you find a feather, that will be from her. So that's really my first sign from the universe was finding feathers. And it's not just like walking in Centennial Park, which is a big park in Sydney. And you of course find feathers because there's ducks and geese everywhere, but I might just be sitting here, which has occasionally happened. And a feather will just come down from nowhere. It is totally bizarre. That was when I first really got into science. From the universe with my grandma.
0: The interesting thing on that, Zoe, I think you know, talking about the religion and obviously starting as you say about growing up with a Catholic faith and things like that as well. And you might use the term like a higher power or a higher being or God or the universe. I mean, it really doesn't matter what you call it. And for those like I'm not particularly religious. Um, my father was atheist and my mother was Catholic, so it was pretty tense <laughs> trying to uh, combat, you know, walk between those two realms and learn. And I was always interested in religion because of that. I think, you know, just was curious. And as I became a tour guide in Europe, learning about how many wars were created because of the religion, um, I found fascinating. So I think that, you know, a person said to me a long time ago, it doesn't matter what we say around, you know, like what you call it, it actually matters that you call upon it. And I thought that was really interesting. So people might ridicule us about going, what a load of bullshit, you know, about asking the universe for something. But they won't say that to someone that's religious and saying, well, I believe in God. So what's the difference? It's just, it's something that is bigger than us. And I think there's stuff that I wanted to drill a little bit on um, about this topic with you, you know, regardless if you believe in it or not, I think for me, there is so much more, as you said, about energy, there's so much more in our lives and um, about things that we don't understand and what happens when we pass. And to your point about those beautiful examples that you've given with your you know cram and 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 granddad and stuff. I've had so many of those experiences and obviously I've had a lot of death in my life. I've written a lot about it. And, you know, I talk to my dad all the time, but I can't, I really find it hard to talk to my mom. I can't conjure her. I can't hear her. Whereas my dad, I can actually feel him like instantly if I think I need a hug or a conversation with dad. And it's really interesting to sort of go through that. And I've had lots of conversations with mediums over that because I want to understand it more. But I think, and what did they say? I'm interested. Well, yeah, I'm such a pragmatist with stuff that if you know, I'm seeing a few mediums in my life, and I don't give them anything. I don't tell them anything about me. I'll go in, you know, like active wear with no jewelry on, so they won't know anything about my life or who I am or whatever. And um, this woman straight away, she was like, oh, there's someone here. It's a relative to you. And then, oh, there's another person here. This is a male. And she didn't say instantly, oh, this is your mom and this is your dad. But she's like, you look a lot like this person, which is my dad. She's like, you look a lot like him. Through the conversation and the stuff that we're having, what she surmised was that uh, my mom was actually a really young soul. And yet my dad was a very old soul. And she used an example of how my mom had tried to contact me and she gave a, blow by blow description of something that happened to me years before. And it, I literally gave me goosebumps all over that helped me to understand of why I can't connect so much with mum. And that came out in his funeral. So many stories that people told about dad. And I never realized he was particularly spiritual like that. He never really shared that, but he was such a, an amazing person and on so many levels about his acceptance of all people of all walks of life and, you know, all religious faiths or all, you know, said that was his thing about atheism, I guess, because it was the universe. It was more about, you know, spirituality that was way bigger than him or us or, you know, as humans, it was much more bigger than just a single religion, I guess, in dad's mind, whereas Mum always used to go to lots of mediums and to get the tarot cards done and to try and understand more about her life. And so I found that fascinating. I thought she was more spiritual, but actually she was just trying to learn about it, whereas Dad was like, yeah, I get it. You
1: know, it was fascinating. Yeah, it's so interesting because I'm the oldest of seven and my youngest brother, Zach, who's like 25 years younger than me, is well was a non-believer, shall I say, or an atheist, I guess, in that he just was like, this is it. So, in Norse mythology, there's quite a few really signs from the universe like feathers, butterflies, coins can be one. They say, you know, if you find coins, that means money's coming your way. I mean, it's like the it's kind of like, you know, itchy hand, you want money, you're getting money, or itchy feet, you're going to travel in a way. But one of them is rainbows. And when a friend of ours, Amelda, passed away, she was older, she had a great life. We were in Bondi. I had to go and tell my brother because I knew he'd be upset. They were close. And there was a double rainbow in the sky. And a rainbow can be scarce. A double rainbow is even scarcer. So then, when our father passed just over a year ago, we were uh, in Adelaide and the funeral people were there in the hotel room. And, One of my brothers was out on the balcony saying, I need a sign from dad. I want a double rainbow. And I was like, oh, my God, a double rainbow. That's like, that's a lot to ask. Yeah. So he went inside. Everyone was sitting around a table and we were talking to the funeral directors. And I was sitting and this was within literally three minutes. I kid you not. I'm facing the balcony and there appeared a double rainbow. And I started going, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) And everyone ran out and it got brighter and brighter and brighter. Also, when my dad was passing, because he knows how much I'm into signs from the universe, especially numbers, which we'll get into as well. I said to him, what will be your sign for me when you pass? Because we knew he was passing, he had throat cancer. And he said, Leo. And he was a Leo. And I said, no, your star sign. And he said, no, lions, you know. And I said, oh, dad, there's not many lions roaming around Sydney. And he went, all oh, right, a butterfly. He said, okay, I have a butterfly. I said, no, no, no. You want Leo. We'll have Leo. We'll have lions. I kid you not. There are lions everywhere. I will be driving and a bus will pull in front of me and there will be a huge lion in the back for this bank we have here in Australia called ING. I will be walking around, you know, the Bondi coastal walk and someone will be in front of me And they'll take their hoodie off and underneath they'll have a T-shirt with a lion on it. There are lion statues in people's gardens. Now, I wanted to bring that up because earlier we were talking about how some people are like, yeah, what a load of hogwash. Well, my mum was like that. She said, they've always been there. You're just noticing them now. You're just noticing them. But today I was really nervous about the podcast and I asked the angels and I asked my dad to be with me and help me. And just before I started, I was setting up the microphone and stuff. I flicked over, I have this angel calendar and I hadn't flicked it over today. And if you can see, there is a lion. Oh my
0: goodness.
1: And an angel with rainbow wings. And it's the today's date, October 18. And it's it crazy. So I put my glasses on. There are no neutral thoughts nor moments in the day when your thoughts. Do not create thought forms and their causative effects. So it's basically the message on it is talking about what we're talking about. Talking about wow. your, your thoughts are energy and if you think a thought long enough, it will become a belief and the belief will become the reality. So it's just it's so interesting. Oh, that so that that's so amazing. So signs from the universe can happen whether you are knowing it or not. As I was talking about before, if you're in a high vibration and you're feeling good You'll often notice them, and if you're aware of them, if you are not accustomed to signs from the universe, you might miss them, but they are happening to you all the time They're speaking to you through things like calendars, through a book that might fall off the shelf, through something someone will say, through song lyrics, a song that might come on that reminds you of someone we'll talk about that's a really fun game to play uh, for people that are listening to experiment with. But, for example, today on my social media... <laughs> This came up and I was like, what the hell? The universe is giving you signs every day in your sleep or on your timelines, in your conversations, on the radio, in the sky, in synchronicities. Pay attention to them and piece them together. You'll notice a pattern. The universe is communicating with you. Now that came up today while we're talking about that, which was a great reminder for me to tell you, for example, in your dreams. The song that was voted the number one song of the 20th century is Yesterday. It came to Paul McCartney in a dream. J.K. Rowling was sitting on a train between, I can't remember whether it was Liverpool, or Manchester and London, I think. And she said in her own words, the idea for Harry Potter fell into my head. It was like a download from the universe. And she said, I was too shy to ask anyone for a pen. I didn't have one. But looking back, it was great because I had four hours to think about the books and it just kept coming and coming. I mean, she was on a train, so she thought of uh, you know, yeah. nine and three quarters. But it's co-creating with the universe. The universe always has your back. And that's something to think about. There's um there's a word called pronoia, which is the ap- opposite of paranoia. And it's the belief that everything is working for you. So I want to be, I want to be a pronoid person. person. Yeah,
0: Pronoid person. Yeah. What a fabulous thing. So I want to um, dig into the numbers though. Tell me about, because I see numbers all the time. Like the eleven, eleven is is a classic for me. Um, I was born on the 11th, but I've read something around the numbers you see often is a lot to do with the time of your birth. Um, I don't know. I need to actually look that up because I don't know what the time I was born. Numbers
1: are really common because they're all around us. We've got license plates. We have the time on the clock. Obviously, we have dates. We have the time on our phones. We see that all the time. time. Yesterday, Mm. I saw 222, 333, 444 and 555. I am not kidding. Sometimes I used to play a game where I'd um, drive around and see how many number plates I could see if I could get all of them. 111 or eleven eleven two two two, right up to 999 and 000. Some days I got them all. So the universe loves talking with us in numbers because they're everywhere, even on a car, not only the number plate, but you'll see taxi numbers, which are often triple two or double one, double one. So in Doreen's book, she actually did an updated one later. I like the original and I kind of learned them off by heart. So I knew 222 means everything's okay. 333 means the ascended masters are working with you, which could be like Buddha, Jesus, Krishna, whoever you think is an ascended and it's master. it's
0: like you're working on something or something you need to work through and they're, they're there with you. Is that that kind of?
1: Yes. I can actually read her exact thing about them if you want. I've noted the pages. But my thing is four four four. You're surrounded by thousands of angels. 555 five, five is change and 666 six, six is not the devil's number. It means uh, basically to forget about material things and just focus on spiritual things. Don't worry about money. Focus on your blessings, basically. 777 is seven, a good one. It means congratulations, you've made it. And I would often see that on a number plate at the end of a long journey or a long drive. 888 is abundance. The gates of abundance are coming to you. 999, get to work because you're a spiritual worker. And 000 is God. Now, this is why a really important thing to bring up with signs from the universe, because you could take my meanings for those numbers. But the important thing to realize is that you create your own meaning to the sign, so, for example, in the book, it says 444 is thousands of angels are surrounding you. But since my dad passed, because he was born on the fourth of the eighth, I also assign that number to him now. You know, ladybirds might mean luck for someone, good luck, but for someone else, they might remind them of their nana. And you can always ask for a particular sign. Like you might say, okay, universe. I really want to know if I should get that new job or not. If I should say, yes, show me a pineapple. And then you might go to a wedding and all the table decorations are pineapples, like something bizarre like that. So you can really have fun with that. And this is the thing that I love having fun with. It is asking the angels or someone in particular to DJ for me on my phone. So I'll go into my music on my phone. I will um, go to songs. And then I will ask my dad or I, I used to ask angels or my gran to DJ for me. My grandma's was really funny because she used to love the sound of music and I don't like it and I didn't even know it was on my phone. <laughs> so how does it how do you do that? You just like you press shuffle. Oh, okay. Shuffle. And then
0: whatever come out, okay, I'm going to try that. That's fabulous. My mum was such a, a Rolling Stones fan and my dad was a Beatles fan, hence my name, Michelle Mabel, That's my come from a Beatles song. And I went with a week without a name because my mum wouldn't give in. She didn't want me named after a Beatles song. So I, would, I need to try that and see wow. what happens.
1: <laughs> I love it. You just reminded me of a great story. Two stories. First one is when I had my second daughter, Jason, her father, wanted to call her Charlie after Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones because he's also a drummer. And Charlie, whether it was a boy or a girl, it's a beautiful name. But I I said, I'm not really a Stones girl, I'm a Beatles girl, you know, but I was just mucking around. So I got the baby name book, you know, those big, thick baby name books And I said, okay, I put it on my stomach. So this is an energetic thing from an unborn child. And now a lot of people do communicate with their babies before they're born, even actually before they've conceived them. I was listening to a podcast the other day. I think it was Manifestation Babe. And she's talking about how she was talking to her, the soul of her unborn child. Anyway, so I put the book on my stomach and I went like this and I went like that and it went to Velvet. Velvet. I said no baby we need a boy's name because I was 100% sure I was having a boy so I did it again went like that it was velvet again my sister said do it again do it again so I opened the book and I made sure it wasn't opening on a certain page and I said I'm going to pe- pick the other side so it just can't even be velvet okay baby pick your name did it again went on the other side of the page, and my finger just slid to Velvet. And I said, wow, this baby wants to be called Velvet. So that's her name. <laughs> but she's very independent and bossy, so she was coming through before that. Isn't that amazing? Another quick, really quick one about the music thing. I was walking in Centennial Park, and my beautiful uncle Robert had passed away. I was asking him to DJ. I got to a tree that I like to meditate under, I did my meditation I was walking back to the car and it was the same thing as when my grandpa spoke to me but it was quite loud I haven't finished I haven't finished and I went okay okay I'll play one more song for you so I went back to songs and I pressed shuffle and it was you say it's your birthday happy birthday to classic it was his wife my auntie's birthday so I called her and gave her the message that he'd said happy birthday to her through the music and she needed it so much it was her first birthday after he'd passed so it's amazing how this stuff can work Yeah, and I think but, that's um, the thing though it's- is
0: you know believe or not I mean it doesn't matter and as I said my advice is just to give it a go what do you got to lose like you know it's you sit with your own thoughts and have that playful approach. And I really think, you know, what we say to ourselves really matters in the, you know, privacy of our own brains, I guess. So being kinder, gentler, and just asking for things that makes your life nicer, easier, more fun. I mean, what do you got to lose? Like, honestly, so just give it a crack, you know, that's, that's my take on it all.
1: Yes. And 11.11, you're asking about. Mm, I, I say that all the time. Yeah, that can mean different things for different people. Some people believe it means they're on the right path. The really simple one that I first heard about eleven eleven was make a wish. A lot of people, especially in the USA, say, oh, 11 make a wish. But for me, it's the gates of heaven are open. So it's the two lines. And it's a reminder that your thoughts create your reality. So for me, when I see eleven eleven, I think, positive thoughts. And I'll often I'll often say it when I'm thinking maybe something negative. So it's like, watch your thoughts, because you are creating your reality with your energy with your thoughts.
0: Oh, beautiful. So that's just I think that's a great one to finish on, like just something that, you know, gives people stuff to think about. And thank you for sharing so many gorgeous stories and your honesty and vulnerability with us today about this topic because it is an unusual topic and I love the fact that you're challenging people to think about this differently it's so beautiful so thanks though
1: oh my god it's my absolute pleasure and I've been wanting to start my podcast for so long and that's another thing that the people talk about the universe and science is divine timing And I met you, and now it's happening. And I said, "Will you come on my show?" And you're like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a sign from the universe. (laughs) I wanted to finish with one thing. I've got two quotes rolled out. The most common things: just birds and butterflies, feathers, rainbows, pictures, slogans. You might see billboards, magazines, license plates, electrical events. We talked about like the lights flashing, or sometimes. Someone who passes might ring your phone. It <laughs> yeah, slightly freaks me out, that stuff, up.
0: though, I must admit. Even though I'm a believer, it freaks me out.
1: <laughs> Street signs, music and songs we talked about. Have a play with that one. Even if you just don't have your radio on in the car and then you you ask, you know, for a song to come, look, a sign from someone and then put the radio on, see what song's on. Numbers and yeah, books falling off the shelf, they're the most common. Okay, so this is my little quote to finish off with. And above all, watch with glittering eyes the whole world around you because the greatest secrets are hidden in the most unlikely places. Those who don't believe in magic will never find it. Roll So believe in magic. Love it. Thanks, though. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, there you have it. Wasn't that an incredible conversation? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. If you did like it, can I ask a small favor? Please rate and review on your listening platform for me. I know everyone asks this, but it seriously makes a difference to help get these conversations out in the world and makes all the hard work and effort I put into this for you all the more worthwhile. And until next time, if you have one question you'd like to ask me, hit me up on my socials or jump on my website, michellejcox.com.